Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. A new head coach and boy genius Mike McDaniel, the fastest cheetah to ever roam the football field, and an actual left tackle? Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. Before we jump into a fresh episode of Finsider Radio, Jake and Josh want you to please, please, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. Subscribing to the show is the best way to know when Jake and Josh have something cooking in the kitchen iTunes, Spotify, it doesn't matter. Following helps others find the show, and we want to thank you for that. Now, let's talk some dolphins. For the second day in a row, we're welcoming you in. Thanks for joining us. This is Finn Sider Radio, the Jake and Josh show. Thank you so much for letting us be part of your Tuesday afternoon. And it is a big one as the Miami Dolphins cut the roster as they trim down and try to get that unit down to 53 men. We got some surprises on that list, and I'm very, very excited to talk about them. But before we do that, we need the voice of Dolphin Twitter himself, Joshua Hounds. Josh, how you doing today, my friend? Kids are watching, sing, babies in her swing, and uh, it's time to talk Dolphins football. So I'm doing pretty good today, man. I think the roster is now down to officially 51 now that the deadline has passed. But, uh, dude, I'm stoked to be able to sit here and talk Dolphins football. But before that, how have you been today, my man? Well, I'm now a little disappointed because you said they were watching, sing, and they were s- the baby was in the swing, and you just completely ruined the rest of the poem there. You did not yeah. rhyme anymore. Yeah, I, I, Dolphins are going to win a ring. I should have said that or something. There so that effect, oh, you- no. Perfect. <laughs> Man, I love it. I love it. But this is the day uh, 
in years past, it seemed like it was a little more dramatic when you're cutting down to 53 men. I think it was 90 and then 75, and then it just really chopped down to um, 53. But this year, man, I think it was a little different where it was one big cut uh, more than anything else. And Daniel Jeremiah, he kind of wrapped up this entire process in one tweet. Uh, I hear the same thing in conversations around the NFL during this time of year. Everyone is look great, looking to upgrade the bottom of the offensive line group and the cornerback group. Josh, that to me screams the exact situation we see the Miami Dolphins in right now. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what situation we're in. I mean, we've, we're going to talk about it. Byron Jones is on the pup list. I mean, that opens some things up for some of the younger corners, but uh, Dolphins are desperately, you know, they're going to be looking for cornerback help, and we know darn well they'll be you know, hunting for interior offensive linemen. I know uh, we'll talk about later, but Alec Lindstrom, you know, the guy who has familiarity, um, has familiarity with Matt Applebaum, you know, played at Boston College. So, you know, that's a natural fit, but um, it does seem like right now around the league, you know, teams are looking for corners, they're looking for offensive line. And I guess when you look at the NFL in the grand scheme of things, that's pretty much how games are won and lost, right, Jake? That's a great point, Josh. And being the big J journalist we are, we're going to start with the most important thing. You just mentioned it. Byron Jones, Josh, was put on the pup list. He had surgery. It seemed like relatively late in the offseason. Mike McDaniel played it down, you know, not too, too worried about him. Uh, but man, this this is kind of upsetting. You think that that secondary is just that true, like, workhorse of this Miami Dolphins defense. And it's quickly starting to feel like the defensive front is that. Uh, but Josh, Byron Jones is put on the pup list. He will not play for four games. You're looking at this unit, Xavier Howard, Nick Needham, Noah Igbenogany made the roster. Keon Crossan, who I think he really, he did what we wanted to see out of Noah Igbenogany. I think he was some of the second he got an opportunity, he wasn't intercepting every single pass, but he was out there and I thought he was playing pretty well. Um, I think he suffered an injury late in week two of the preseason and he didn't play in week three. So hopefully uh, being on the active roster, that's a good sign of things to come. And Josh, your boy, Darth Cater, Cater Kahu is also one of the five cornerbacks the Miami Dolphins are keeping before Byron Jones returns to the pup list. So Josh, uh, two-part question for you. I mean, first, what were your initial reaction to seeing, uh, you know, Byron Jones go on the pup list? Was that a surprise to you? And two, does this team have the depth? I mean, oh no, Baltimore and New England, scary passing teams. Uh, but after that, you got Buffalo and the Bengals, two teams that have very explosive offenses. Obviously we're talking about late September at this point, but um, share your thoughts. Yeah, I guess I wasn't too surprised when Byron Jones went on the pup list or, you know, that he's staying on the pup list. I mean, I think from the first moment Mike McDaniel even mentioned his name, I personally got like a Joe Philbin, I said it before, a Joe Philbin queasy thought. Yeah, it's it is, kind yep. of the same thing that's going on with Jalen Waddle. I know he missed some time again today. So it's just something that you kind of expected. I am guess I'm excited to see who steps up in his absence. I mean, we've seen Nick Needham on the outside. He's pretty solid there. But they mm -hmm. also kept Keon Cross and, like you said, and Darth Cater. So where do they fit into this? I mean, my first reaction, though, was, you know, no matter how – no matter how locked down Xavier Howard can be, no matter how good Nick Needham can be. I mean, if you're relying on Noah Igbenogany based on everything that we've seen over the years, I mean, there's definitely some cause from concern there. I know the name that's floating around right now is Joe Hayden. Drew Rosenhaus, mm -hmm. you know, mentioned how he would only be interested in the Dolphins if Byron Jones did end up on the pup list. So maybe that's a name to keep an eye on. But um, definitely feeling queasy about this secondary. And um, when we went into the season, how excited we were about it, how we thought it was just a sure thing, lockdown, um, definitely feels a lot different. And when you play those four tough teams in the beginning of the year, um, you know, it's going to come to a head real quick. And two, I mean, Byron Jones, he's a pretty good defensive back when it comes to stopping the run. I know that's just kind of an, an extra thing that doesn't really matter too, too much here, but but just something else to keep in mind here. Uh, Josh, it's a it's an interesting day um, and it's a fun day for content creators. But as in the case for everyone, there's a lot of guys losing their jobs here. Uh, so I just kind of want everyone to keep in mind that as we go through this. And, and Josh, let's start with a couple of guys where 
pretty excited to see sticking around on the roster. And I think first and foremost, Skylar Thompson, man, what a baller of an uh, preseason he had uh, five touchdowns. I think it was, he was about as smooth as you could be out there as Miami's third quarterback coming in as a seventh round pick, a 25 year old seventh round pick and looking really comfortable, Josh. I kind of think back, I mean, who were these guys the Niners were winning with two years ago? Uh, Nick Mullins. I think there was another guy, um, uh, his last name starts with like a TH or something. Is it but, Sudfield? But Nate see... Sudfield? Was he one of them? I know they, they just rotated have... quarterbacks in there Theo, and they were end up winning um, games. It's like Theo something. Theo, or... I, uh, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But the point I'm trying to make here is that this offense, if this is going to really follow that Kyle Shanahan tree, this is an offense where I think a quarterback floor seems a little safe, where you can have guys like Nick Mullins come in and be a starter for a, a decent chunk of time. So, so Josh, Skylar Thompson, is this a surprise to you? And and Teddy uh, ballgame, Teddy Gloves, he's still on the roster too. So give me your thoughts on this quarterback room, specifically Thompson. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised before we came on here. I've you know, talked to Ghost of Adam Gase. He was saying a lot of this fan base is upset that the Dolphins kept Skylar Thompson. Again, I just go back to just how well he's looked compared to some of the guys that came before him. You know, all the plethora of quarterbacks he went through since Marino. He's looked pretty damn good throughout preseason. So I have no issue mm-hmm. with the Dolphins keeping him. I mean, if you want to run down the list and, you know, try to factor in which guy ended up losing his job because of Skylar Thompson, I think that's ignorant. I mean, they could have kept around you your uh, Lynn Bowden or something like that, a River Crawcraft. Um, you know, just as an example, but I'm perfectly fine with that. I do think, you know, maybe we start to hear if a quarterback goes down or another team needs a veteran, Teddy Bridgewater's name on the trade block. But again, I think his contract's pretty much guaranteed for the most part, and uh, he'll be gone next year. So I'm all for this QB2, Skylar Thompson. And again, if anything were God forbid to happen to two, I think we can both agree, put Skylar in because we've seen enough promise to at least hope for more than what we've seen over t- from Teddy Bridgewater over the years. Sure, there's that that fun unknown, right? And in, with that fun unknown, it means that defenses have that unknown to face as well. So that's something important to keep in mind with that. And, and Josh, I think there's surprises all along the offense here. Five running backs, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Monster, Salvan Ahmed, I think we really started to warm up to as someone who's going to stick around. I think I want to say even, you know, the, after the first preseason game, maybe after the second, we were kind of solidified there. Alec Ingle, this is a guy we know that San Fran, that offense likes to have a fullback. And, and this was going to play into the numbers game, having a fullback that you want to keep on your roster. But Josh, out of the ashes, Miles Gaskin has risen. Give me your thoughts here because, I mean, man, I don't know if it was that third preseason game, but Gaskin reminded everyone, hey, I can be this consistent. Maybe third down back is going to catch the football. He's going to know where the lines are and, and try to get to them. I mean, huge concern with the fumble the previous week against the Raiders, I believe. But overall, man, this guy has been a workhorse for the Dolphins. And, you know, you're pretty excited to see him as that quote unquote, maybe safe blanket that, that the Dolphins can lean on despite, you know, the, the fireworks of, you know, the Edmonds and the most um, options the team has. Absolutely. I mean, he definitely showed up in that final game. And I mean, I, I think I put Sony Michelle in this 53 man just based off his name alone. Right. I mean, you can yeah, clearly tell that Miles Gaskin, Salvin Ahmed, some of those guys wanted it more than at least from what we saw to Sony Michelle on game day. So this wasn't really a surprise. I know that you mentioned there's five, but I guess, um, kind of the tricky thing here would be where Seathan Carter fits in, right? I mean, right now the Dolphins have five tight ends. He's mm-hmm. listed there, but he also has some familiarity kind of being that backup fullback. So that's kind of why I think they might've went with that route, but um, not to skip the wide receivers or anything, Jake, but what are your thoughts? Five tight ends on this roster? I mean, five wide receivers. I mean, I don't think that's how I saw this being split up. Not one bit, but um, again, still some moves that could be made, but what were your thoughts on the tight end unit? And then we'll just jump right into wide receivers. 
Tanner Connors, the the instant thing that just really jumps off the page to me. Um, the more you hear, I think the Miami Herald has been absolutely on top of this. Uh, the more you hear, it seems like they're kind of just keeping Tanner Connor around until I believe it's after 4 p.m. today. They can put him on IR and he can return the season. If you put him on IR now, he can't return the season. So I don't know if there's some big galaxy brain, uh, you know, Hope he's back by week eight, just in time for the team to trade Mike Gesicki. But that kind of seems what it, what's happening here. Uh, Seathan Carter, I don't know who's more surprising here between Tan- Tanner Connor and Seathan Carter. Carter obviously had a touchdown last week. The same is true for Hunter Long. And and man, I really thought they'd keep three tight ends. So so those last two, even if one's going to you know go on the injured reserve for a little while, is probably the biggest surprise of this in- in- entire process. Yeah, completely agree. And again, I, I wonder, I think CK Parrott might have touched on it first. I just wonder how much Seathan Carter's ability to fill in if Alec Ingold, you know, something were to come up with that injury that he sustained. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now you have your fullback um, shift. I guess, I guess the one thing that I think that really stands out is you mentioned the Tanner Connor situation. I mean, they must have saw enough out of him right throughout camp, throughout everything to, to at least see potential there as, you know, a tight end of the future, maybe when Mike is has gone, you know, pair him with Hunter Long, whatever that might be. But um, when you keep five tight ends and that, you know, depletes another area in that wide receiver group, man. I mean, coming into this, I thought for sure a hundred percent, six receivers would be on this roster. Maybe even seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. They were for sure. And now you're looking at it. I mean, again, they could bring back somebody else if they're not claimed, but right now we got Tyree kill Jalen Waddle, who again, they, they make it sound promising. That'll be ready. Week one. I'm still holding out hope. Cedric Said the Wilson, same thing about Byron Jones. They, they absolutely did. <laughs> Cedric Wilson, Jr. Eric Ezukoma, who's, I mean, superstar right we're just gonna call him a superstar and then Trent yep. Sherfield so were any of those really a big surprise I mean again it came down to that sixth spot I thought it'd be Crawlcraft or Limboed and I was kind of leaning Crawlcraft based on that last game but they're both gone now so give me your thoughts on this five uh these five wide receivers and maybe do you think Miami might go looking elsewhere for that sixth guy dude I wonder how long Lynn Bowden's been absolutely doomed I mean we heard they were you know kicking and screaming trying to find a trade partner for Preston Williams, but, but Lynn Bowden, he was out there. He had a great week one. I think he was one of uh, PFF's top three highest graded dolphins for that week. He comes out week three has another touchdown. So, so to me, that's surprising. I, I just wonder what he would have to do if it was just, Super obvious from the start. He didn't fit the scheme. And, and River Crawcraft, man, after you get seven targets playing with the first and the borderline second team in that third preseason game, I'm a little surprised about that. You do wonder if practice squad is going to be the option for him. Or, hey, maybe it's the Tanner Connor situation where they kind of look at him and say, all right, we'll flip back and take Crawcraft. Uh, but, man, also you got to think you're playing the Patriots week one. And, and if you you don't need a crystal ball to see that River Crawcraft will be the guy that Patriots signed to try to learn something about this Dolphins offense. I mean, I kind of thought maybe Limboden and we'd all just like panic like we always do. Oh, he's the next Wes Welker and uh, this and that. I guess one thing, Jake, um, what are your thoughts on? I mean, we talked about Mike Kosicki kind of being that big body slot wide receiver. What If we just shifted him up to the receiver group, I mean, then we'd have our six wide receivers, right? So, I mean, maybe the Great Dolphins point, are man. just, you know, saying we he is what he is and we're going to utilize him in that way. But um, I think they're not done adding this unit. And again, those were two big surprises for me. Shifting focus to the offensive line. And, you know, we mentioned – Four tight ends. That was a bit of a surprise. I mean, dude, what a gut punch to us. You know, the big fish, Cheeks, Solomon Kinley getting cut on that offensive line, man. I mean, I did not foresee that happening. We do have to apologize. I think we took back our apology. Now we're apologizing again for that, um, for the fan that that won the Solomon Kinley jersey. But um, uh, give me your thoughts overall on this offensive line, because I don't think there was too many surprises other than our boy getting cut. And it definitely hurts. And you hope he finds his way onto the practice squad, right? 
And that's kind of the key here. And I think this is where we might see some roster movement happening. Um, the starters I'm pretty comfortable with. I think we could really have a long talk about Liam Eichenberg and if there could be a improvement found somewhere in the free agent market. Josh thought it, thought it was that. Kinley. I thought it was Kinley, right? <laughs> Dude, so did I. But I mean, it shows how smart we are. <laughs> Something worth noting, Alec Lindstrom, uh, undrafted free agent, worked out with the Cowboys through preseason. He was waived. The Raiders just caught former first-round pick Alex Leatherwood. So there are some more acorns out there, and I think there might be some movement here because um, uh, Greg Little, you have him as kind of that backup tackle at the moment where Robert Jones will be you know, your backup guard, and I think he can actually play some tackle too while you have someone who, to me, he sticks out just because being in Massachusetts, um, a formal UMass Minuteman, uh, Larnell Coleman, it seems like he might be a option for the practice squad, it's feeling like, but overall... Uh, the, the two keys that really concern me, that backup tackle, and um, even if you wanted to make a case that we need a le- starting left guard, I think I'd buy that too. Yeah, I mean, and you're right about Robert Jones. He has versatility to play uh, that guard and tackle. I kind of think that's the same way that Alec Lindstrom is. I mean, there were two Boston College uh, offensive linemen that were coming out in this class that everyone was high on, but I kind of think Alec Lindstrom was the guy that could play center guard and even got yes. some time at tackle. So, I mean, um, again, you just wonder how uh, much Matt Applebaum, you know, the, his offensive line coach at Boston College, how much he wants Thanks. to go to bat for him. So um, I definitely think that would be a natural fit. I know Dolphins Twitter, you know, they're already counting their chickens before their hatch, you know, not buying an Alec Lindstrom jersey, but almost buying one. But I, I think, you know, when you look at this offensive line compared to last season, you got to be at least feeling a little bit more optimistic, right, Jake? And Refreshed. You, yeah, I guess. Refre- I guess refreshed is a better word. Speaking of refresh, let's head into a break. And when we come back, let's turn our focus to the defense as we finish up the Miami Dolphins 53-man roster. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down, we break down who will be cutting, cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Josh, I need to speak to the manager because for some insane reason, Trey Flowers is still be listing as a linebacker. I am so up in arms in this. I'm annoyed that I'm the only one who's up in arms with this. But when you look at this depth chart, the... First 53-man roster the Dolphins have out, you have nine linebackers, which is kind of crazy to say out loud until you think of the fact, hey, there's Melvin Ingram, who's technically a linebacker, um, and then Trey Flowers, even Andrew Van Ginkle, if you, uh, even though he plays more a bit of coverage, and then you switch over defensive line, Josh, Emmanuel Agba, Raekwon Davis, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, John Jenkins, no Benito Jones. So what stands out about this group, Josh? I mean, obviously we have people playing linebacker who aren't linebackers, but uh, outside of that, how do you feel about this front seven who 
all of a sudden, man, I think might be the best, or the one of the strongest things the Dolphins have going for them this season. Yeah, man, you just listed off a juggernaut. I mean, you got to feel kind of excited about that. I was very sad about Benito Jones. I honestly had a tweet ready. Uh, it was his negative two-yard tackle he had against the Eagles. I was ready to tweet that out once Ben Stilley went, but I'm glad. I mean, I didn't want to be the reason that he ended up getting cut. That's just a superstition. But I, I mean, I was I guess I was surprised. Cameron Good stood out. You know, you hope that mm-hmm. he can fall in the practice squad. Porter Gustin, I was trying in my 53-man to try to, you know, f- slide him in there somewhere. So I guess those were some of the names that really stood out to me that I'm hoping find their way to the Dolphins uh, practice squad. Cameron Good, though, I, I don't know if he will. But overall, man, I mean, you mentioned it. Up front, the Dolphins look awesome. I mean, you can't be upset. And Christian Wilkins is borderline star at this point, right? I mean, John Jenkins, Jingleheimer Smith, he's going to be that veteran in the middle there to kind of come mm-hmm. in and out. And then the linebackers, every day it seems like they're adding a vet that we all wanted, you know, a couple years ago. So <laughs> I'm excited to see the way it all comes together because we know, you know, versatility and how much that plays into this Josh Boyer defense you know you might have one of these guys playing the middle linebacker you know next time he's covering a a running back out of the backfield or you know he's off the edge or who knows what so a lot of versatile pieces a lot of playmakers and um yeah I definitely think that this defensive line you know that front seven is starting to look much better than the secondary and that kind of sucks when again on paper at the beginning of the season we all felt really good about that secondary that was like the Miami's pride and joy was that secondary. That's like what made this entire team tick is knowing that you had just one of the top units back there. Um, Josh, on Saturday, we got to see our first taste of Melvin Ingram rocking that LeBron James number six jersey. I'm curious to just kind of get your thoughts on what you saw as someone who go to Houts on YouTube. Subscribe because you will see every clip and every which way to direct direction of each of these players so josh i'm really curious uh melvin ingram i saw some spin moves but what i really saw is him pressuring a quarterback to step up and boom jalen phillips was sitting right there yeah man it kind of reminds me what you saw with the chiefs right i mean he was versatile he could do a little bit of everything they lined him up in the edge play a little bit middle so again versatile chess piece and i'm excited to see the way he fits in here because he's making everybody around him better and you just wonder when trey flowers gets out there you know what he's going to do to this formula so dude I I liked what I saw to Melvin Ingram wearing the number six I mean that's just chef kiss but when Trill Williams comes back he's gonna want that number right (laughs) you're 100% right and to kind of wrap things up here let's talk about the secondary just a little bit more Josh four safeties remain on the roster in Javon Holland Eric Rowe Brandon Jones and Clayton Fedulum uh this is another group that we're kind of it seemed pretty obvious too but but does any members of the secondary kind of stick out to you I'm just gonna continue to gripe that uh I wish Byron Jones was healthy. Yeah, man, the Byron Jones thing, that's it really is going to be an unsettling feeling. And Clayton Fajelium, I mean, I keep putting him in every cut, you know, article I do. I had him off the 53-man roster, but maybe we shouldn't overlook how important he is on special teams. I mean, I think I pulled up his contract earlier, 1.285 million. I mean, him and Stephen Carter, they had those big contracts, but the Dolphins saw enough in their veteran presence to keep him around. Um, I guess, again, Cater, uh, Darth Cater, him making the 53-man, that was a little bit of a surprise, but I'm very happy that he did. And again, that might not have been uh, you know, able to happen if Byron Jones wasn't on the pup. But overall, man, you know, outside of Xavier Howard and Nick Needham, uh, the corners definitely give me that unsettling feeling because we haven't seen a lot of them in live game action. But the secondary, I mean, that's a hell of a unit. And you got to wonder if Eric Rowe, you know, his versatility, being able to play in the slot, he can play some Great corner. Point what they end up doing with him. So um, no real big surprise there. I guess uh, Ron McKinley, the third being cut. He was a guy that kind of some people thought might stick on the 53 man roster. That was a little bit of a surprise, but overall not too surprised with these guys. And again, it looks like a pretty damn strong unit on paper, the safeties anyway, and we'll see what these corners can do, but no big surprise there, Jake. 
And special teams, baby. Jason Sanders, Thomas Morstead, and Blake Ferguson. No, no real big surprise there. Um, before we wrap things up, Josh, I'm going to hit you with one more hard question. Waivers will run. Sounds like I'm talking to my fantasy football league. Waivers will run Wednesday at noon. Um, treat this a little bit like it's a fantasy bat. Uh, you know, the March Madness bracket. You have your first four out, uh, first four in. Are there any guys on this roster who you're already, you know, hearing that Jaws music? Because you know, um, as exciting as it is to see the roster kind of bit be put into place, this is going to change so much throughout the season. And it's going to change so much in these two weeks before the Dolphins play the Patriots. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to those injury designations. You know, what they do with Tanner Connor. I think we're still wondering what's up with Andrew Van Ginkle. So, I mean, those guys aren't going to be cut outright, you don't think. But, you know, they might find a way to maneuver them around, put them on pup list, and make room to sign somebody else. I I was going to ask you, Jake, is there anybody that really stands out as someone that you want on the practice squad? Because when I was sitting there doing my list, you know, I had um, Zaquandre White on there, obviously. Kellen Deesh, mm-hmm. Cameron Good was on there. Uh, Jared Dokes, Porter Gustin, I mean... I guess any of these promising players that we talked about that we were sad to see get cut, right? Those are the guys that we hope can land on that, what, now the 16-player practice squad? No Solomon Kinley on your practice squad? Oh, no, he's he's definitely on there. I just didn't have – I didn't have him written down because I uh, thought he was going to make the 53-man roster like a, a nerd. <laughs> you know, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I really liked what I saw to Porter Augustin and, and Solomon Kinley. It's someone we're going to ride with till the end. Um, Larnell Coleman, again, I, I think he's someone who's going to stick around for a couple of years. And I really hope, I mean, he has all the physical ability to be a left tackle. It's really about just refining those skills and getting used to playing at the NFL level after playing somewhere like UMass. Josh, one to a hundred. How likely is it that either Preston Williams or Lynn Bowden Jr. are on Miami's practice squad? Oh man, I I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen. I think someone will claim Preston Williams. I'm gonna say less than twenty percent. How's that? Less than twenty. I want to say sixty nine percent. You always set me up for those, but I can't say sixty nine because I I really don't think either of them will land on the practice squad. I hope they do. Braylon Sanders, oh, he's one that might right. Braylon Sanders and River Crawcraft, I think if you had to pick two horses in the race, I think I'd pick those two over the, you know, the no names of, of Lynn Bowden and Preston uh, Williams. It just sticks out to me how, or I guess more or less where these guys were playing with the team during the preseason. Uh, I think the guys inside, uh, again, I'm not talking about sources here and I, and I don't want to just bash people, but you could kind of see that Lynn Bowden, it was, he was stuck, right? You hear Preston Williams saying like, hey, I, I want more snaps. Obviously, we also saw situations where he didn't make the most of his opportunities, uh, but guys like Braylon Sanders, River Crawcraft, Crawcraft, we mentioned, he caught a touchdown from Tua on, on Saturday. Yes, it's the preseason, but the fact that you're working with the first team means something. The fact you're getting that timing down with QB one is important. So I really see him as a practice squad guy and Braylon Sanders, I think is someone who's going to slip out of the radar. And I think come training camp next year, um, we always rant about how much we enjoy training camp, just kind of hearing the stories, hearing how people do. I, I think Braylon Sanders might be one a on my list to watch next year. If he's a practice squad guy this year. Braylon Sanders is on your acorn list. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> I'm taking over your position as the guy who just likes random wide receivers. Well, every every random wide receiver I've ever liked, they just fail miserably. So I, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with that. At least I'll be able to live up to the standards of that, right? There, there's no high expectations whatsoever. Every year we're just gonna pick out a wide receiver that you know has a long chance and you know fall in love, and then I'll post videos and highlights like I always do, and become disappointed on cut day, just as I am now. The good old kiss of death. But that is it. 
ladies and gentlemen, that is the Miami Dolphins first and most certainly not the last 53-man roster. I want to thank you all for joining us today on Finsider Radio. We hope you're enjoying the last few days of summer we have left because eight days, eight days, ten days, nine days, nine days. We are nine days from the start of the football season and the Dolphins will play the Patriots shortly after that. So we are getting excited. Expect more and more podcasts on this feed as we get going, as we find our rhythm. And be sure, if you guys are enjoying the pod, share some comments, share your thoughts, and please, please, please leave a review because, hey, that is why we do this stuff. Thank you, everyone, one last time. And above all else, fins up. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. Talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, number Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins.